Barstow Nation. Welcome to the Bros. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, we have an extra bro with us today. Carson, hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you guys? Doing awesome. Doing awesome. Thank we're you. doing we're doing good. Um we brought on Carson today because well he's uh he's been around for a minute um with the uh, RSL social media. Everyone's seen him bouncing around commenting everywhere. So we're like, Carson, come prom- join us. Come join the bros. We we yes. promised we promised you like three or four months ago. Hey, come on. <laughs> hey, we, we haven't brought you on. So hey, before the season ends, we're gonna bring you on. So here you are. Better late than better late than never, as I, as I like to say. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Thanks so, for having me here. Yeah, we uh we're definitely we were definitely overdue. So glad to have you on, um, Carson. Before we we forget, because I am I forget everything. Um, remind us, you have your own podcast, right? Or at least you're starting up one, right? Yes, I am. It, remind us the name of it. So I started up a it's a podcast called Athletic Insight. And basically what I do is I reach out to college athletes and we just sit down and talk about the college athlete life and the struggles and like the highs and lows. It's pretty fun so far. I'm also in contact with uh, another podcast group. They're called Kick a Ball Pod. And basically what they do is what I do. And but they have more uh, of an outreach than I do. So I'm like, heck, yeah, like I'll, I'll join you guys. So that's what's going on right now. Heck that's yeah. awesome. That's way yeah. cool. That's awesome. So, um, if you if you haven't heard already, I think you are, you have one episode out so far. Yep. Excellent. So, take a listen. Um, Carson's been also been on a couple of other. Well, I think one other. I think with the Royal Riot, mm-hmm. uh, right? Yeah. So, Carson's getting around, getting experience. <laughs> so, I'm so, the best. Yeah, make sure you head to his page. Make sure you give them a follow as well. Give his one episode a listen because he's got some good content out there. Yeah, so um, today, though, today we have a heavy schedule. And Carson, I hope you're ready for this because this is going to get heavy. Um, We're going to get into the KC game. That's already a heavy topic. We're also going to get into – there's two more games left in this season. And then we're going to get into – the next game. Um, all of that with a lot of in-betweens. I'll say, yeah, you, you can't forget the international window as well. It's taking place tomorrow. Yeah. So, um, but since we've already asked Carson how he's doing, Marcos, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, it's just uh, just another week. But the most important thing happened yesterday, my friend. Yeah, I was going to say, bur- I was gonna it say was, it's not just n- not other, any other week. It, w- it was my birthday yesterday. Happy birthday. Yeah, so... I'm now the 28, so that means I'm one year closer to becoming bald like you. Do you want that? Oh, no, no. Heaven forbid. I I am enjoying these last couple of years of having hair. <laughs> um, You also forgot, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out here. You also forgot to retweet saying, thank heavens that you weren't going to go bald at the end of the season. That's true. That's true. But maybe I should make one more promise. Like I should make a different promise, but we'll get to that later. I mean, if you really want to make the, the promise of going bald, just go bald. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. So, so many threats. No, Never not, not go bald. Not, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> That's but how, how are you? How are you doing? Um, I'm fine. Uh, yesterday, I think I thought I had called called caught a head cold. Um, I, I was when I was messaging you yesterday, doing all these little audio messages i like i had what you would call a radio voice i was like oh yeah but yeah, uh he sent me a voice message yesterday and i told him i was like oh that is your sexy voice <laughs> it was uh it was not good yesterday but uh today i'm feeling a lot better oh but, tell, tell me about it i was i was feeling so sick yesterday i keep getting this bug mm. i was you know just it's that time of season for me yeah yeah it was no bueno, but I'm still, I'm still feeling crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of us are like downing water, like trying to rinse it out. But yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we're good. We're gonna get into this RSL KC game because let me tell you, there are so many emotions, and I, and I have a feeling we're already gonna get into like 
some kind of back and forth at right at the beginning. But let's just give a I'm gonna give a quick overview. Um RSL loses two to three. There's your overview. Um <laughs> there's but there's a lot of details going into this. Um Marcos, let's just get right into the beginning. Actually, no, let's not get into the game real quick. I want to <laughs> thank everyone that went to the the um what do you call it? Tailgate. The tailgate. The tailgate. <clears throat> yeah, we saw so many of you guys. Um, we passed out a lot of stickers. Um, and we appreciate that. So for those of you guys who didn't get stickers, let us know. And we'll catch you guys hopefully at the next at the playoff game or, or even at some watch parties, and we'll make sure you guys you get some stickers if you want some. Yes. Carson, where the flip were you? Um, I was running behind because my little sister was, you know how those sisters are. They uh, are never on time. Girls. Nope. (laughs) Girls, man. I'm telling you. Dang. Well, um, well, I I was hoping to meet you in person. I was like, flip. There's so many, so many people are like, yeah, I'm going to go. We're going to go see you. And uh, there are some people that we missed out on. We know that. Carson, Carson you're one of them. Carson being one of them. I need, I need my sticker, man. You need okay. your sticker. <laughs> yes, I do. Watch party or a playoff game. It, it is it is yours. Take care. There we are. So all right. But yes, I, I enjoyed the 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 tailgate. In fact, I was telling Marcos, if I if we were doing this and I had a little bit more freedom, I'd be like at tailgates. Oh, hundred percent. Like the atmosphere always at tailgates, it's it's unreal, especially and their walk to the stadium. It's good vibes, good vibes. Um one thing I'll I'll say before we get into this game. Um, if you're a fan and a huge fan of RSL and you love soccer, I would think about getting into some tailgate ish stuff because I mean, if you, if you tailgate for Utah football games, I think you have time to tailgate for RSL games. Oh, hundred percent. And if you guys remember back a couple months back when we had a key in from Los Caballeros Reales, yeah, look back at that episode and, and you can learn how much they enjoy their their supporters group yeah all right enough let's do this enough, enough of that let's get let's get right into this kc game because so much to talk about right right then and there so with this lineup we it was very exact same lineup that we saw in our win when we played lafc so very very excited about this one so i'm, I'm looking at this and i'm excited that we have sava and chicho playing up top because we saw what dynamic we saw when we played lafc um, Carson, what are your thoughts of, about the lineup that we came out with? My first impression of the lineup, I actually really liked it. Um, I think having Saba and Arango, I mean, Chicho, freak, <laughs> up top was awesome. Uh, I feel like we've been having a hard time getting someone to connect with Chicho better. Like, obviously, Musaski was doing good, but, like, Krylock and Rubin, you know, they weren't really connecting well with Chicho. So, I think Savarino up there was awesome. Luna, obviously, you know, I love having Luna in at always. I think Gomez and Luna connect very well. So, I think having them on the field, like, Savarino, Gomez, and Luna, you have to have on the field, I feel like. So, that was awesome. Something I didn't really like is where the heck is Anelli, like, that's probably one of my standout players of the season. And I'm like really mad that he's not getting the play time. I feel like he deserves, you know, I don't feel like Brody is, has been performing as good as he, I want to say he performs good, you know, Brody's just a pace merchant. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I can see it. Yeah. Um, I really like this lineup. This might be my number one lineup. Um, yeah. I, I, I was very hesitant a couple of games back. I think, I think this is what his fourth, fifth game Oviedo started in a row. At the very beginning of those starts, I was very hesitant of him, but I'm starting to be on board of this Oviedo because he brings that experience that we kind of need, which obviously Anelli can't bring. I'm not going to say I told you so, <laughs> but... But just... when we saw Anelli, uh, not Anelli, Oviedo playing in that defensive mid over the summer with Ojeda, I like that pairing a lot. But then when he, with him switching to this left-back role... I'm like icing on the cake. This is where he needs to be. Do you know when when I was more convinced of Oviedo is when in the summer when we played him as a as a left mid? Yeah, I think it was against Kansas City. Um, yeah, that, that was the that was when he played that role. I think we talked about it in the last episode. Yeah, um, 
I really liked it. So I think Oviedo is a really good left back for us. Now, going to Carson's point about Anelli, Anelli Brody, that one is still kind of up in the air for me. I I can see why they put in Brody, but at the same time, where's Anelli? But, I mean, I guess we can all agree. we uh, This lineup was, was good. It was a good lineup, especially offensively. Oh, 100%. It, it's Obviously, there's with the missing pieces, with injuries and all that, but with the players that we have, it was a solid lineup. Yeah, I love the lineup. Um, I don't. I can't get better than that. Uh, we really can't with with there all the injuries and and things that have been happening. This was as best as we could get, but it gets ruined in the first thirty seven seconds of the game. <laughs> surprisingly, it's surprisingly uh, not the fastest red card ever recorded in the MLS. Funny enough, the fastest recorded uh, red card in the MLS. Pablo Mastroni, he coached that team. The odds. That's it was much. it was Colorado Rapids goalkeeper back when they played LA Galaxy. So I'm like, I think he's the he's the problem. He 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 cursed us. Flip. Well, I guess let let's get everyone's thoughts on on the red card. I mean, can we agree that this was a red card? I yeah, because you and I were we were watching it sitting next to each other, and I was like, yeah, that is easily dog so because you see the arm, Justin Glad wraps it around. Um, I can't remember who who that last who that last player was, but he puts his his arm around him and he just pulls him down. At this point, I don't care who it is. He's dead to me. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> um, but as soon as as the foul was committed, what did I tell you? Before anything even happened, I was oh yeah, like, be, be, before Ted Uncle even went to the monitor, you're like easy back pocket red, and like, like you, it's like you could read Var's mind, and boom, back pocket red. I was like. This is not good. This is not hundred percent. I mean, but I mean, put yourself in in glad situation. Do do you either tug the guy and prevent him from going towards goal, or do you try to get around him, put a little pressure on him, not foul him, and run the risk of him taking a shot? I mean, what do you do? I I personally I would have just let him take a shot because you just put your hand just have. McMath have all the faith in the world that he can be able to save that shot. Yep. I think the the challenge was a little bit selfish in a way, you know, because then you had players like Diego Luna having to come off and ruining his night. Yeah. Uh, obviously, taking uh, getting this red card changed. The, just being a, a man down changes the dynamic. Yeah. But it, what it, also changed – it doesn't matter if it was the first minute or 80th minute. Whenever a player gets taken off in a game, it definitely does change the dynamic and playing style right away, and that, that was for us. But it wasn't the fact that we also we went down a man, but that foul converted into a goal. Yeah, yeah. Looking back at that replay of the goal, you see our wall literally splits. It was Nelson and then, who was it, Ojeda? Or? Vera. I think it was Vera. Vera, yeah. yeah, you're looking at that like, why Why are you guys twisting your bodies? Like, literally, stay as you are. You would have blocked that ball. It looked like a picket fence. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No pun intended there. The wind blew it open and... <laughs> um. Yeah, that was like... I mean, if we're going to get... If we're going to go there, that was like Moses parting the Red Sea, just... Yep. Because... It was perfectly placed. And so ha- being a man down was one thing. We didn't even play with a man down when they scored that free kick. I mean, we didn't play any minutes, and, and they were they scored a goal. So we're down one nothing and a man down by the fourth, fifth minute. Um, yeah. Not good. Carson, go on your rant. Go on my rant. Oh, crap. I mean, because now, now Luna's being taken out. Oh, dude, that – um, you get, my section definitely was very angry about that. You know, my family were all big Luna fans, so my mom was giving it to Masteroni. Everyone was giving it Masteroni. <laughs> For some reason, my section does not like Masteroni at all. But I mean, like, you know, everyone has their ups and downs. You know, yeah, coaches. For sure, for sure. But I, I just like I Luna just brings that energy for me, man. Like he brings that street ball vibe. The just one two like 
ball movement. I just I can understand why he was taken off because we need that explosiveness at the wing. But you know, it's just Luna. Who, it's, who would you have taken off? I've seen this all these conversations going on around Twitter, you know, like or X, but mm-hmm. I'm saying that we could have taken off Brody and then gone into a three back and then have Gomez and Luna play those wing backs. You know, we could have done a lot of things, but at the end of the day, you know, we almost came back. So, I mean, it wasn't the worst decision to take Luna off. You know, you got to feel for him, though. He's a young guy. He he wants to play. He wants to prove Burhalter that he wants to be on the first team, you know. So, I understand. But, you know, at the end of the day, what are you going to do about it, you know? It, it makes sense that Pablo went with another center back, obviously bringing on Marcelo to have four defenders. But, personally, I maybe would have liked to see – what if Nelson came off? Because you already have two defensive backs. So maybe take off N- Nelson and then, I don't know, bring in an, maybe another attacking player. Because I bet Luna could totally play center mid. I bet he could play center mid. Now, now the question is, could he play center mid and be better at it than Saba? Be better at it than Ojeda? I mean, that. so here's here's my position. I'm fine with the Luna substitution because of the way I think uh, Pablo wanted to press. Luna's not the fastest. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when pressing, I th- there must be something that Pablo has seen either um, in well, obviously in previous games and in practice that doesn't give him the confidence to keep Luna on the field to keep pressing while being a, a down a player. Can you can you imagine Luna pushing up to KC's back line and and putting a lot of pressure on and then having to have him sprint all the way back to the our own our own box to defend? I don't yeah. see it. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it, it definitely out. would not happen at all. So we it would have been nice, but I can understand where Pablo's coming from to make this this switch so early in the game. Yeah. Um so then game goes on and then another unfortunate thing happens. We get Chicho getting injured. Yeah, yeah. It, from the looks of it, it didn't look like much, but it was quite – it looks like maybe a hamstring possibly. No, nothing has come out yet. Yeah. So hamstring it looks like it could be about possibly four, six weeks, so maybe season-ending, crossing our fingers – praying to the soccer gods that that's not the case. <laughs> um, thoughts on Rubin coming in instead of another forward. Yeah. You and I, when we saw Rubin coming in, I was shaking my head. I was upset. I didn't understand. Cause I'm like, why, what, what is Rubin really done to, that makes it just that he's the next man up. I would have definitely, I would have liked to see Crylock Crylock and then maybe Julio. So just cause Crylock, he has that, that height that we maybe on set pieces Julio has that speed and that tenacity. So I don't know, Carson, what are your thoughts about Rubin coming in that early? Dude, I'm honestly not really a big fan. Like Krylock's proven himself, even though he's old Rubin, you know, I'm, I'm looking at stats right here, 21 games played only two goals. Like Krylock has more goal. I just, I feel like Krylock, brings that presence for us he brings that experience you know he, he can get he can get goals in the air he can get goals on the ground you know Rubin doesn't do it for me like I don't feel like Rubin has had his time and I, I don't really like Rubin had his couple of good games this summer like when we played Austin yeah. he had he had that brace he had a brace in Guatemala but he hasn't been very consistent like we like we need up top He's bringing false hope for us. You know, he goes off to Guatemala, plays good, and then comes back, and we're like, what the heck, man? (laughs) (laughs) So, how about this? I have an argument for Rubin. So, if you bring on Krylock, you run the risk of Krylock. um, How we've seen him play recently has been he drops deep to go get the ball. He's He's not one that sits up top. So, you bring on Krylock, you lose presence up top. Um, you bring in Julio. Um, this guy is a turbo energizer bunny, and therefore he runs out of juice fast. Yeah, um, by, by half by halftime he'll be walking. 
I mean, you're looking at it was the 28th minute that this sub ha- happened. Uh-huh. You yeah. still you still have another 60 minutes of soccer. <laughs> um, that's yeah. not good. Um, who else do we have on the bench uh, in terms of attacking? Um, uh, definitely not Muslovsky. Um, I mean, like Hildago is probably our only other option. I know he used to play like striker. So At like, that point, yeah, you also had you had Chang, but he's more of a midfielder. Exactly. So, so basically, we're we're in the middle of of three different people: Rubin, um, Julio, and Krylock. Out of those three, I think I would stick with Rubin because he's the one that puts pressure up top and just chills up top. That's what he's used to. Whether he produces or not, that's beyond the question at this point. Um, I think we just needed pressure at that point. But yeah, your reasoning makes sense, but it's the sad reality of when it comes to our, our depth on strikers. It's like, yeah, we need to go out searching for more more people I, this offseason. I don't think so. We have depth. There's five strikers right there that we just named off. If we had, if we had Chicho Moose and then uh, Rubin, Julio, and Krylock. Yeah, yeah, but, but I'm just saying, out of those five or six or whatever, how many of those come this offseason are actually going to be sticking around? Not not all of them, but... That, I uh, I don't have <laughs> connections to the office, so I don't know who's staying. No, but literally, uh, so Chicho gets taken off, Rubin comes in, a minute right after that, that's when things go from bad to worse. It's like a, a train hit us head on. Wow. Freaking... We, we talked about this in the last episode. You can't leave Johnny Russell wide open like we did, wide open in the box. And what what do you think, from your opinion, do you think that was kind of a little bit of both like Vera uh, Silva, bad communication on that one? Look, um, it was going to happen eventually. I mean, we're down a man. They're, they're, they, I mean, if, if you look at the stats for the whole game, they out – possessed us they were out passing us because they they're up one guy um those non-soccer fans will i don't think will ever understand how much one person affects the game really yeah um and so it was going to happen eventually i am being down to nothing at halftime i think i expected it in terms of yes we're down a player but the the way we are holding up, I'm gonna just gonna give my my full on summary of the whole game. I didn't feel bad the whole game. I felt blah, <laughs> if that's the best way I can describe it, blah. But it was a positive blah. It was like, well, at least we're putting up an effort. Could have been worse. It could have been worse. It really could have. Um, but. So being down two nothing at halftime, um, did did I watch Ablo con Pablo? That that came out right. It did come out. I um, I, I, okay. I watched it. Yeah, Ablo con Pablo. That is excellent. Um, you you heard him speak at halftime, and and he was just pumping up the guys like, guys, you guys are doing good. It were. We're just getting caught in these these small areas, but keep up the pressure. Second half, these guys came out on a whole nother level. Um, yeah, like I don't know the the possession totally totally switched. Like yes, KC still had was dominant in possession, fifty six to forty four. Obviously more dominant in the passes because they had the extra man, but it was just something that just switched in their head at halftime, being down two nothing. That they still showed that grit, that determination that they like, yeah, yeah, we can maybe get a goal, maybe possibly come back in this one. And they 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 showed that. We definitely had lots of chances to get more goals. Like mm-hmm. we I remember specifically Gomez had a one v one with the keeper and totally oh, just blew we, it. <laughs> it, it. It's how many times have we seen that this season where it, it's either I think Gomez or even Julio have those one on one with the keeper. They shoot it right at the keeper, or they can't even chip it. Or Julio, if Julio got his finishing down, he would be like so good off the bench. Like he oh. he's proven that like he's good off the bench. But that finishing, like it's always like right next to the keeper or like between his legs. It's never like placed in a corner or anything. It's absolutely it, he doesn't have that finishing presence like Chicho does. You know. Yeah, it's definitely true. Um, 
but th- there was a change in that second half. Um, and up until the up until the subs, I think we we're holding our own. Um, we we did get a, a variety of, of of chances, but um, I think the the real the real push came after those substitutions. What uh what are your guys' thoughts on on the subs that actually came in and those who came off? So we had Anderson Julio. Um, he went on uh, for for Brody. Oh yeah, for Brody. Um, Chang came on for Gomez, and Bodie uh, came on for Oviedo. Or something, something uh, like that. A mix of feelings because uh, out of those three players that came off, the only one that I possibly would have kept in, it's kind of tough, maybe Gomez, just for an, another attacking player. Brody obviously didn't really show much. He was kind of getting beat because he got beat with Johnny Russell several times in the box. That's the only player that I possibly would have kept in out of those three. Gomez. Hmm. You, Carson? I agree. I think Gomez is bringing that presence that no one else is bringing. You know, he can just dribble past people. And I just, I agree with Marco. Yeah, it was, um, Gomez was, was impressive. Whether, whether FOMOB gives him a high rating or not, I don't care. It was, I, I really think he put in a good effort. Like it would have been nice to see Gomez and Julio playing up top because we haven't really seen, we, them playing together up top because I want to see that speed, that tenacity, um, and then being beating those defenders. Now, I I, I don't want to mention this, but I guess I will <laughs> just because it has to be yeah. mentioned. Um, so Ted Uncle had a, had a hand, a little bit of a hand in this game, um, just by by the nature of him being him and by the way Salt Lake loves him and embraces him. Um, the PK that happens. Yeah. So Marcelo Silva, I think this is what his third, fourth time that he's committed a, a penalty. He's so just a costly, costly tackle. It was a little shove in the box. Um, just very, very, very dumb, very dumb decision on his part. I'm like, what, what, what are you thinking? Like you've done this multiple times already this season. What, what do you expect is going to happen? I mean, can we say that Marcelo has committed less penalties than Glad has scored own goals? But it's the, it's the sad truth. It's the sad truth. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, um, between those two, they have caused us like about ten goals. But um, yeah, yeah. So we're down three nothing. At this I, point. I I will. The only good perk out of that, McMath did. He did have the save. But Polito did. Polito did get the rebound and just bury that in the back of the net. That's, that's the worst when the keeper makes a save and the rebound. <sighs> yeah. Um. But I want to talk post third goal. We're down three nothing. Um. Carson, I need you to give me from what you felt in the stands because we weren't in the stands. We were up in the press box. Um. I need you to, to let us know what clicked with all the fans all of a sudden because. We're down three nothing, and then all of a sudden, the stadium comes alive. I don't know. That was the weirdest phenomenon I've ever seen. Oh, I felt I a lot of frustration around it. Like I saw people getting out of their seats and leaving right when that third goal was scored, and then all of a sudden we we just getting corner after corner, and everyone's like, "Yeah, like let's go!" And then all of a sudden, you know, Vera gets the ball and shoots it and upper bins, man. Like I'm just like. I was right behind that goal. I was like, I was like looking around. <laughs> Everyone's like jumping. I'm like, is no one shocked? I was like, he just hit that a center back, just hit that upper ninety. <laughs> like Vera, Vera keeps impressing me every game with the, the amount of three, shots he gets. Three, four times he's done that this season. I was telling Alan when we were at the game, I don't care if we lose this game. We just saw a center back just drill that 25, 30 yards with his left foot. Goal of the season for us. That was unbelievable. Yeah. Pit Vera as striker at this point, might as well. I want to see. <laughs> Honestly, I want to see Lambert play. Please, Pit just Pit Vera as striker. Like he has an amazing left foot, an eye for goal. Like down through nothing, he's like, screw it, I'm gonna take a shot, and he did. He beat Tim Melia, top corner, well placed shot. 
Um, Marcos, you can you can testify to this. My first reaction is I jumped out of my seat. <laughs> uh, I was the only one I think that jumped out of out of their seats, and I'm I'm cursing in Spanish. I'm just like blah 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 blah, and and everyone around. I mean. I, this is my how I felt like it looked like. Everyone around us, like journalists, are like, "Oh yeah, just type, 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 type. Uh, Got to get stuff ready." And here I'm, I'm like a fan up there. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. if if I could, if I wasn't maybe sitting up there, I probably would have ripped off my shirt. But I was like, no, I need to need to keep clothes on. You know, you know that that kind of now that you said that it reminds me of. Uh, do you remember when we went to the, uh, the playoff? Was it a play-in game or a playoff game against Chivas USA back in two thousand eight? Was it two thousand seven? I think I think it was just a normal. I think it was a normal playoff game. No, I think it, it was. Yeah, it was the first round of the playoffs. Me and you. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And you did that. <laughs> you did that's that. right. That's right. On a Sissian goal, you weirdo. But um. Anyways, yeah, so yeah, that was awesome. amazing, amazing goal. I there was ten minutes left in the game. I kind of knew at that point, down two goals, it's kind of hard to even come back three goals. But I was like, hey, maybe, maybe lies, 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 lies. You said, you said, well, we got one. That was a good one. We'll just that's <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> no, like like Carson was saying, right after the third goal, everybody was fleeing the stadium. They were like, we're down three goals. There's no point. There's we're we're gonna lose. But right as Vera scores that goal, I'm like, all these fans left. You just missed an yeah, amazing they missed a goal. They you missed a worldie. And I remember, I remember seeing as he scores these goals, all these fans just stop and pause on the concourse and just, just freezing. I'm like, you missed it. You missed it. Um, that that and the stadium just lit up. I mean. Three nothing is nothing to be excited about. Three one is not anything to be excited about either. Except, oh, we're one more closer. But wait, but wait, <laughs> there's more. I don't care how much we're down. That was such a good goal. Like, what are you gonna do, man? No one scores a goal like that every day. So, no, and nope. that's what that's what made it amazing. But I'm still impressed with the the way that the the fans that were still there created then a playoff atmosphere. That atmosphere was everything that we wished and hoped for um, all season. <laughs> all season, um, that that was fortress level um, fanaticism. That was oh, wow. incredible. Absolutely, it's definitely what we have been wanting and seeing all season, but we haven't because our our defense and our our sloppy play hasn't has kind of costed us games. Yeah, so. With all that energy, I I really believe the team caught on to that energy, and yeah, with that, yeah. um, Vera again. In fact, in fact, I don't know why they didn't credit Vera with the assist, but Vera lobs it over for for Sava. Sava gets just, in, just just dinks it over her. to the to the corner. Um, well well placed. At that point, down three two. Did you think maybe? 89th minute right before stoppage time maybe rsl could possibly tie this up it, were, were you thinking that not possibly i was like we're gonna do this we were bringing that momentum like i thought we were gonna get another one legit i mean we we had put them on their heels and i think credit credit due to the the subs that came in julio for for putting pressure um chang was was putting in balls left and right chang was playing balls to the walls. It was it was amazing. Saba was doing I think ever since Saba got got left off of the 18 against Vancouver, um Pablo had a coming to Jesus talk with him. Um played lights out against LAFC. This he's game just been, he's just been proving why he deserves to be either starting or coming off the bench. And and he He's definitely holding that that eleven together every single game. Well, I mean, let's be real here. Sava is one of our best players, if not our best player. He is. He is. Um. So unfortunately, we didn't get it. But for me, this didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth. Unlike no. other losses, this one, and we were talking all the way to the car. I was like, "This was good. That yeah, was like awesome." We've had other games in this pa- the past when we lost at home to Austin. We lost to St. Louis. Other teams like three nothing, four nothing. Looking at this one, I'm like, 
we didn't do bad. Like down three nothing, scoring two goals, down a player, down our our best goal scorer early in this game. I'm like, we have some fight. We have good players who came off the bench who showed that they are willing to to play and fight for the, for this team. Yeah. So, um, I know we've talked a lot about this game. Everyone's probably already sick of this game already. Um, but I think we can all conclude that if we had Glad on the field. Um, I think we would have had a better chance at actually winning. Um, Chicho probably would have still gotten injured at some point. Um, so we would have had to replace him. But I think if we had um, Glad back there and didn't have to waste uh, an offensive sub, I think we would have had Casey's number. I really think we would have. For sure. I think we definitely would have won that game too. Casey doesn't, has not, does not impress me. So I think we would have had that one for sure. Yeah, but that also that puts Casey into a a good position for our next conversation, which would be um, playoffs. We're going to talk a little bit about where everyone's positioned right now in playoffs because um, looking at it right now, everyone except for um, us and Dallas who are in playoff positions. Um, have have two games left yeah have, have an extra game in hand yeah. so the best rsl could finish second worst rsl could finish is six where they obviously sit right now so st louis sitting at 56 i think they have that spot locked in place because they're five points ahead of lafc who's right behind them at 51 seattle sitting at 50 in third place houston at 48 then vancouver at 47 and then us at 46 and then just everybody else who's just fighting for seventh and ninth with Portland, San Jose, and Dallas. Okay. So then this is where our conversation is going to go. Now we, now that we know where we sit, um, <laughs> what are some possible results that we need in order to get top four? Um, and let's, let's talk about just two, three, and four since one is already unattainable. Yeah. So LAFC's last game is against Vancouver. Um, is that a home or away game? That's an away game. Oh, away for LAFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and we've seen they've kind of struggled on the road. Um, and Vancouver is also looking to uh, break top four, so this is a must-win game for them. Yeah. Best case scenario for RSL, it's just a, a tie. Is a flat-out tie, tie. I think is a tie. Um, because that would put LAFC at 52 and our max points that we can get is 52. So if, if LAFC ties, then our best position is third. Hope we get it. I I want a home game for our first game. I think we would do very good with the home game, but I mean, I want to be against an away game, but I want a home game just so I can watch it person, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And then if you look over at Seattle, Seattle's last game, a difficult one, they go against uh, St. Louis. But I don't think St. Louis is going to play all their, their players. No, because like we said, St. Louis has that that number one seed locked in, so they're they're not too worried. So Seattle will be going guns, guns a-blazing for that one, so that's a, a one to keep an eye on. Houston, who's sitting at fourth place, they have a slightly easier opponent in the Portland Timbers, who haven't been doing great as of recently. Um, I think this might be a um, if if Portland can win, it's going to be a rematch uh, in the playoffs. It's going to be a four-five because Portland's highest position they can get is sixth. Yeah. Oh yeah, sixth. No. No, they can't even no, get six because we have more wins because we just, have 13 wins. Just kidding. They're going to have to play against. Oh, flip. They're going to have to play against the second place team. That sucks yeah. for them. Good luck, Portland. Uh, good luck, Portland. <laughs> um, well, and then Vancouver, their their best slot could be it would be third. So a draw for us on Saturday would still keep us in sixth place. Because we are, yeah, we would still be in sixth place because of goal differential with Vancouver. Shoot. Um, 
No, we need that win in LA. I don't I won't I won't be happy with anything other than a win. Yeah. Flip, Saturday really ruined it for us, didn't it? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Hundred you you you're looking back at all these games where we've we've lost by just a small margin and just these points add up when it comes closer to decision day. Um we've talked in past episodes that I I don't want RSL getting fourth or fifth because the, the way this playoff format is set up this season, four and five play the winner of one and eight. And I, I don't want, want that. So I would rather see RSL six, sixth place. I, I would be satisfied on it, honestly, because, because three plays six and then two plays seven. So that'd be kind of a, a good, good path for us. I mean, if we were, if we were to get, if we were to get sixth, third place you're looking at anyone between lafc and vancouver out of those teams the one that i would want obviously rsl to play is vancouver because we've beaten them twice this season i don't mind playing seattle yeah i don't mind playing seattle either anybody besides houston anybody besides <laughs> yeah houston. please don't give me that ptsd <laughs> of houston i can't take it anymore <laughs> Well, after losing them, after losing them twice, seeing them how well they were in Open Cup, they they're they're too dangerous. Yeah. Um. Oh, this is a this is a an analyst dream of like coming up with all these scenarios. Um. But also, if you scroll down to like the everybody's fun when it comes to decision day, they're they're sneaking into the playoffs. You got Sporting Kansas Kansas City and Minnesota. Both those two teams play each other on decision day. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So they're both at 41 points. So they need a win just to get into that, that last spot. But but you also have um, Dallas, who has a game in hand. They play um, Colorado on Saturday, which that will be an easy win for them. Who do they play in their very last game? Um, fixtures. Play... Ooh, the Galaxy. So, so exact, exact same as us. I mean, yeah, so just reverse schedule. So um, so they have a possibility of uh, six points right there, too. Six points for them would put them at 48. That's that's could move us down. Yeah, and then you look at San Jose, who's right above Dallas um, at 43 points. They have Austin, so a very winnable game for them as well. Austin just getting eliminated from playoff contention. So I guess going back to your San Jose-Minnesota points, if one of them win, uh, they're, Kansas they're, City. what did I say? San Jose, Minnesota. <laughs> oh, same thing. Um, sporting and Minnesota. If one of them win, they're up to 44 points. Yeah. 44 points right now would move them up to a playoff position. We put them at seventh. Yeah, and, and both of them have a better differential than Portland. And if Portland loses to Houston, that puts Portland's playoffs in – um, in danger. I can see San Jose barely missing out. That's... I can see I can see Minnesota or Sporting still in that last spot for them. Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing Minnesota getting in. I I, or... I was literally about I was about to say something like that because I like because going back to RSL getting the last playoff spot the past two years. I kind of want to see a little bit of drama on, on decision day. I want to yeah. see just these teams sneak in on a goal and goal or a, a last minute PK. So out of KC and Minnesota, I would rather see I want I want to see Kansas City honestly get that last spot. Yes, there are rivals. Uh, <laughs> yes. No. Okay, listen listen to me. Listen to me. Yes, there are rivals. Who are you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> are we even brothers? <laughs> this podcast is, is in danger right now. Oh am I getting am I getting kicked off the show? <laughs> If you if you want Kansas City to be in the playoffs, maybe yeah, that's a that's a really cold take right there, Marco. Come on, but Marco. I, mean, I, I would you're only, my only want... brother. <laughs> I would only want Kansas City if they're like opposite side of the, of the bracket. I want to see Timo Puki make it into the playoffs. There we go. There we go. Timo yeah. Puki. There we go. Car, 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 Carson saving me with, with that one. <laughs> well. That's a that's some pretty intense playoff stuff. Um, for but sure, basically, for sure. but basically, RSL needs to win out. That way, we don't have to worry about anyone else. Yep. Yeah. Let's win out. Period. Um, and and speaking of all this, I mean, we we're talking about 
the playoffs right now, but we did take a, a poll um, because I was like, hmm, I got to know what people are thinking. So the the poll was, what are you guys thinking? What is everyone thinking you're talking about right now as uh, as fans? Mm-hmm. Um, and let me tell you, between X and Facebook, the answers are inverted. Interesting. Interesting. So, so on X, um, the majority, so the winner, um, we're, we're talking about the injuries and absences that are coming up for the Galaxy game. Yeah. Whereas on Facebook, everyone, a majority, was talking about playoff positioning. Well, there you go, everyone. We just talked about playoff positioning. We're going to now talk about the, our our setup for the Galaxy game. because. But prior to that, we have some – we got international break going on tomorrow. Well, that's what I'm saying, absences. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we got we have Sava. Sava's playing tomorrow. Um, we got Ojeda playing tomorrow. Yeah, those those are the only two playing tomorrow. Okay, that was yeah. That, that was like really intense for not a really intense moment. Well, I, I was looking. I was like, no, Ru- <laughs> I was like, no, Rubin's Ru- not playing tomorrow. Rubin plays Friday, and then uh, Lambert plays Friday as well. Oh man, there's a reason why I like you as my brother. This is great. <laughs> Um, so we have two out of our four absences playing tomorrow. The other two, Rubin and Lambert are, are chalked up to play on Friday, right? Friday, Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's four, um, out of, out of those two are starters. One comes off the bench frequently and one has seen five minutes in the whole season. Carson's with me. We we need more Kevin. Kevin. I want to see him. Yep, yep. I need to see – I think Marcelo Silva by Lambert step in, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the, the the dude gets playing time for, for Jamaica. He literally starts in the Gold Cup. But what does Pablo do? He just sits him on the bench. Dude, you can't be wasting a player like that. Homie left the Rising, which Rising's not a bad team, to no, come like, to the Real Salt Lake to play. And he's not playing. Like, <laughs> like – Phoenix Rising, they were doing pretty decent in the the USL. Um, unless unless he, we're unless we're all stuck with the the Drogba age where they were like doing really well. Uh, who who knows? They probably weren't that doing that well because I, to be honest, I haven't kept track of the Phoenix Rising. So, I mean, um, if it, if you do want an update of the Phoenix Rising, actually, I, I lie. They're sitting sixth place in the USL. At that's what I points. thought. That's yeah. what I thought. So, um. But anyways, that's that's four of our players on international duty. Yeah. We we then have Glad. We then have um probably Chicho. Probably Moose. Um obviously uh Pablo Ruiz. So we're down seven players. Eight if you want to count Ruiz. Yeah. Seven players for the galaxy. Um, and, and out of those seven, like, like we said, we had, um, Ojeda, Saba, Chicho, Moose, and Glad, and Glad. Five of them are starters. Yeah. So definitely, definitely next man up mentality in this one. Um, I I don't even know where, where to begin with this one. Um, I guess let's, let's just. We'll go with what what we think we're gonna see from the galaxy. Let's let's start there, and let the, the other stuff boil a little bit. Um, Marcos, what do you expect to see from the galaxy this game? So obviously we have a galaxy team that's very depleted. We have a lot of injuries. Um, no playoff berth for them. I believe, if I if I'm not mistaken, they have uh, Puig is is out for the season. Correct? Oh yeah, didn't he get injured? Yeah. So they have. Chicharito out for the season. Puig is out for the season. So they're kind of a, a little on the depleted side with injuries. They are coming off a, a, a beating on on Saturday 5-2 to Minnesota where Puki got four goals on them. Don't forget Jalen Neal's out too. Don't take oh, crucial one for them. That's right. That's right. And Yeah, and uh, Cáceres has been out most of the season. Um, Caligari... They're, they just that list is long for them. Or Galaxy, yeah. man. 
Poor guy. Yeah. And they just picked up Michael Barrios, who hasn't really seen a lot of playing time. He's just kind of riding the bench. So it's not sure what's going on with, with him there. Um, But let's talk about someone who has been performing well for them, or at least appears to be performing well. Billy. Mm-hmm. Billy Sharp. Yeah. Yeah. So you're looking at Billy Sharp. Sitting at six goals, one assist. He's kind of a, a silent killer, but he's doing it. He's doing his job. Silent killer, bro. The guy has played. Oh, 14. I, I thought he played less than that. 14 <laughs> matches, but he still has six goals in 14 matches. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's a silent killer. And he's pretty. Uh, he's he's like 37, right? So he's yeah. He's still he's still got it. He's old. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but. But he's, he's, I'll say scary because it's Halloween. He's scary um, in terms of he comes off of, of playing for Sheffield United for the past eight years. He's scored 116 goals for them to come to the Galaxy. Um, right off the bat, he's producing. But he is on a drought. He's on a three-game drought of no goals, no assists, um, which may – May play into our favor. Yeah, Maybe. yeah. I think in our defense. Uh, I, don't I, I think the the player that scares me the most on the galaxy is is Costa Douglas Costa. He's been very very lethal on the assists for them, coming in at, at seven assists. So player to watch in for them in their midfield. Along with that is Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd is doing very well at seven goals, three assists. So those two players, I think if we can keep an eye on them, control them in the midfield, we might be able to own them right there. I will say this, though. The Galaxy have not lost at home since July 30th. They have, uh, ever since July 30th, so ever since they've gotten knocked out of League's Cup, they have gone one, two, three, four, five games without losing at home. Wow. Um, that's not good for us. Hey, but away, Arsenal's been very good away this year. So, I mean, I'm not scared of the Galaxy right now. We shouldn't be. No, we shouldn't. But then again, we should have beat Kansas City. Yeah, that's just that's the, that's the game of <laughs> soccer for you. I mean, we, we should have won games where we're like, yeah, why would we lose? And we've won games where we shouldn't have won. LAFC. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I'm not sure what what I'm thinking. But let's let's get into what our what, what our look is going to look like. What you guys think? So Carson, since I gave you three seconds to think about this, um, what kind of what kind of lineup do you think we're going to come out with? Uh, like individuals, who who do you think? is going to be playing in this game. We have so many absences. This is going to, this is a hard one to put together. So obviously I think Luna will be starting. I think Gomez will be starting. So that's the two wingers. I guess probably Krylock and Julio will probably be up top then. Hmm. And then Palacio. I would like to see us give like a younger guy like a chance in this game, maybe like a Nyman, maybe throw a Nelly up in the midfield. I think he plays good in the midfield too. Hmm. And then Oviedo, obviously Vera and Silva and Brody and McBath and goal. Simple as that. Hmm. Huh. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm similar in some parts, but opposite on the other. So on my back line, I'm not going to go Oviedo. I'm going to go Brody's going to go back to his left spot. And then obviously Marcelo and Vera because we have nobody else. And then I'm going to go Anelli playing that right. And then to switch it up, I'm going to have Oviedo and Nelson playing defensive midfield together. And then I'm going to have Luna and then um, Gomez playing on those winger, wings together. But in my, in my attack, because I'm like, what if, what if Musovsky's back? So I'm going to do a question mark on Musovsky with with Krylak. So Musovsky, question mark, and then Krylak up top. Sometimes I wonder what you younger generations are smoking. Um, 
because if you go back like back in the summertime when Oviedo was playing in the defensive mid, if it worked once, why not do it again? How about this? Here we go. Break it down. Here we go. Um, (laughs) You liked that, didn't you? Um, We're going to do Vera Silva. We're going to do Brody and Nelly. Okay. We're going to do here this one. Oviedo Palacio Luna Gomez as the midfield. Alan's up three. No, what what do you mean three? I just named four. Oh, four. <laughs> I said I said Oviedo Palacio Luna Gomez. Okay, I I, I miss Gomez. Okay. So Luna is gonna be playing in the middle. Okay, Heck yeah. Okay. Um then up top is where um we're gonna go Julio Rubin. Rubin's not gonna be here. Glad you're paying attention. See? <laughs> that, was, that was a trick question for you. Um, we're gonna go um Julio. Say it, Krylock. Just say it. No, no, I don't want to say it. Um... <laughs> you, 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 you want Musaski? Ah, uh, dang it! Fine, Krylock. <laughs> I was like, I was like, who, who, who's the next option? Like, you want to go way back? You want to go Yakasin? I mean, we could play a four-five-one. Do you want to bring in Chang and leave? Uh... Rubina, not Rubina. I'm stuck on Rubin. Can you tell? Um, and leave Julio up top. I, I honestly, I wouldn't be opposed to that. That would be. We this would own. Game. The, yeah, this we'd, is the game. We would own. We would own the midfield right then and there. I feel like this is a game where we should experience, like experiment, a little bit, but not too much. Because when you experiment too much, that usually costs you games. So. Yeah, I know, but at, at this point, <laughs> I don't think we have any other choice. Like we, like yeah. we said, we have, we have seven people out. I mean, that was that's literally we just named off our whole, our whole bench that's going to be starting. It's like Glad got a red card at the worst possible time. It's like, didn't you know that the international window is coming up? It's like, come on, come on, bro. You want that yeah. extra rest? <laughs> also, also. RSL, well, not RSL. The league chose the worst date to do makeup games too. Well, yeah, mind you, like this game wasn't supposed to happen because this was like two months ago, but because of the hurricane that was hitting uh, California at the time. Shame on them! What the heck? Yeah. Come on, um, come, on mother, come on, Mother Nature. Um. Well. Oh, that was a lot to go through, guys. Um, and Marcos, I can see it in your eyes. That is predict- prediction time? It's prediction time. It is prediction time. Yeah. Okay. Let's, Let's do this. Um, since, uh, Carson, since you're the guest, we're going to let you go first. They ain't hitting me on the spot. Uh, Let's do 2-1 Real Salt Lake. Ooh, why? Why? Because I feel very confident that we'll come out with a win, but also I feel like Galaxy will come out attacking us because, you know, our defense is not has not really been that – good lately so i can see us barely getting that win at la galaxy all right I, i'm down with that marcos do it yeah so like you said without seven players for saturday it's next man up mentality so every point matters with these last two games so i'm gonna go with a one nothing victory for rsl so all right it's, it's, it's gonna be a good one all right. Um, I have one reason and one reason only why um, I'm going to pick the way I pick. Guys, it's lucky jersey time. It's lucky jersey time. So yeah. so I am going to go 2-0 RSL. Ooh. Bold pick. Bold I pick. I like it. I like it. Got like to go bigger, go home. So, yes, sir. Margo's. Tell us uh, where everyone can. Actually, I'm not gonna. No, not you first, Carson. Where can everyone find you? Well, you can find me at all types of places. Um, my Twitter <laughs> account is Carson W Lance, so you can find me there. I'm always chatting about everything soccer related. Um, you can find me at Carson Lance on Instagram. 
Like basically, you just type in Carson Lance, my name will pop up. I don't think there's many other Carson Lances out there. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Excellent. Margos, um, if people already don't know where to find us, I mean, at this point, if they don't know where to find us. Yeah, if you don't know where to find us, uh, I don't know what, what you guys are doing. But anywho, so catch us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the RSL Bros. If you don't want to be watching our videos, catch us on the go on Spotify and Apple, Apple Podcasts. So all all good platforms. I mean, yes, all good platforms. I mean, I think those are the only platforms. <laughs> Game Saturday, 8.30 kickoff, MLS season pass. Be watching that because every point matters from this, this point on. So RSL can be hosting first for the playoffs. It's true. Um, also, before we leave... And I know, Marcus, you're like, come on, I just want it done. But <laughs> <laughs> but before we leave, today, October 11th, is National Referee Day. So uh, happy yeah. refereeing to all of you. So no yelling at referees. Be nice to the next referee you see, okay? And Ted Uncle. Yeah. Including Ted Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. With that. We'll catch you guys next time, okay? Ka-choo! Ka-choo! Bye.